Alright, what's well, I should post this here. So enjoy. 3.30am, some random Tuesday in October. Sleeping soundly on my couch. I'm awakened by loud banging and screaming. Not just drunk people at 3.30am screaming, but that horrified, panic-filled, someone is actually dying screaming. You know it if you've ever heard it. My eyes pop open, and I immediately see a half-naked woman, covered in blood, banging on my door. Ripped button-down shirt, barely holding on, everything flying everywhere. That's it, it's October, in New England, it's cold as hell here. Anyway, she's banging on my door with both fists screaming, Help me, help me, they're chasing me, please, they're gonna kill me. For the most part, I'm dumb, but not completely. I'm not gonna just open my door to some screaming, bloodied up psycho. I hit my alarm and let it go off for a bit, perhaps to scare off whoever's chasing her. Then I do the only humane thing I can do in the situation, I let her in. I pull her into my home and close the door really quickly. I answer a call from the alarm company. Yes, send police, send an ambulance, thank you for being real. I have never used my alarm before and it was nice to know they're actually real. Now, I have this lady bleeding all over my living room and crying hysterically, repeating over and over, there are animals, they are chasing me like animals. I can clearly hear she has an accent, I'm figuring Russian, Romanian. She's speaking broken English and scared as hell. I take her into the kitchen and enter the CSI mode, I'm thinking, yeah I can do this. I'm not going to contaminate evidence and make sure I keep all the bloody rags I used to keep for the cops. All the while, she's still saying she's been chased by animals and all that. She's pretty messed up, the side of her face is scratched up, her arms are scrapes, her legs are all bloody with scrapes like she took a good fall. It sort of just messed her up and there's blood everywhere. So to set the scene, 3.30am, kitchen, bloody half naked non good English speaking hysterical messed up bloody woman, me collecting evidence. Me, it's okay, calm down, the police are on their way of an ambulance. Psycho. They will chase me like animals. Me, you're safe now, let's get you cleaned up. Psycho, they will chase me like animals. They were gonna get me. They will chase me and then they turned into werewolves. Me, oh god. Psycho, they were chasing me and turned into werewolves in my eyes. Me, mm, calm down, you're safe here. I bring her back into the limb room and I'm pretty scared. Many, many thoughts run through my head now. Am I going to die tonight? Is she going to attack me? Why are the police not here yet? I need a weapon and fast. But mostly just, oh my god, what on earth's going on? She is bandaged, but still rambling on and on about the animals chasing her and what have you. I decide it's probably a good idea to give 911 another call, just to be sure they knew my dress. It also allows me to get my couch in between me and her, afforded me a little bit of security. Not much, but I was confident that if I ran around the couch, she wouldn't catch me. She is pacing my living room, rambling, when she goes over to my window and starts staring. A good 10 second stare with a creepy silence attached to it. Then, babies! There's babies in the road! Oh my god, look at all them babies in the road! Screaming at the top of her lungs. I'm not coming out from behind the couch. Let the babies in the road die. <laughs> this goes on for a good 30 seconds. Not an imaginary 30 seconds. What you think it's been like 5 minutes and it's really only been about 10 seconds. This was a full on 30 seconds of screaming and me standing behind my couch thinking, oh god, I'm sorry, I'm not falling for that trick. Finally, the police come. The officer knocks my door. I now have to leave the safety of the back of my couch to unlock the door. 
I absolutely dashed to the door and run out and told the cop that she's absolutely nuts and be careful. They take her to the ambulance and do whatever they need to do to her. I'm chilling on my couch, shell shocked. I mean, what on earth? The cop comes back and asks me if I know her. She looks familiar, but I don't know her. And then he asked me if I was babysitting for her. Like, what? No, I'm not babysitting for her. The cop proceeds to say, oh, because you said you were babysitting her kids and then showed up to collect them and you wouldn't give them back. At this point, I'm exhausted and frog eyed and throw my rights out the window and tell the cop to search my house and that there's no kids here. The cop knows it's a BS story she gave, but had to ask anyhow. I understand that. He doesn't search my house. Ambulance takes her away, cops leave. It's now 4am and I'm sitting on my couch knowing that I'm never going to get back to sleep and the workday is going to suck. The best part of this story is what the police blotter said in the next day's paper. Residentless woman claims to be chased by werewolves into her home. Awesome. Just awesome. Turns out I did know her. She was my neighbour. Yeah, great neighbour I am. I arrive home from my suck ass day to find a DCF. Depths of children and families waiting outside my door. Come on, really? And I have to let her into my home because I, being the nosy person I am, want to know what the deal is with the psycho woman. Contrary to what the police blotter said, I usually don't let people, sorry, claim to be the werewolves into my home. I was willing to make the exception for the police for the prior night because I was scared as hell and, I mean, fear can quickly remove a few boundaries. Anyhow, the ECF woman informs me that the psycho woman was my neighbour. I knew she looked familiar, but I just couldn't place her face. Perhaps the blood and scrapes and psychotic behaviour fumed me off. There seems to be a missing child, or so Psycho Woman told them at the hospital. I'm starting to get a little freaked out as Psycho Woman already accused me of not giving her back what we thought were imaginary kids. Mr. Rogoff from DCF was limited. She wouldn't divulge much information, but in a nutshell, what I did manage to get was this. Psycho Woman lives next door to me, the house to my right. We share a driveway. The house is a duplex, so people are always coming and going. I never paid much attention to anyone living there. Psycho woman claims she has a child, a little girl, age unknown. Really? <laughs> Although after a prior night, I'm surprised she didn't know what age her kid was. Said a child was missing. Psycho woman was under the influence of mind or drugs. She was Romanian. That's it. The messed up thing is that I do remember seeing a child over there, a little girl, probably about four. I've only ever seen her one time, maybe twice in the three plus years Psycho Woman's been living there. Again, I never really paid too much attention to what went on over there. DCF questioned me about everything from what I've seen this lady before to why the Psycho Lady would choose my daughter to bang on. I'm not especially paranoid, but I can recognise the potential for situations turn ugly very quickly. I told DCF Lady that I have no clue who this woman is. Why she choose to bang on my door, or where the hell this psycho woman's alleged kid is. Pretty much exactly like that, less the F-bombs. DCF lady assures me that they don't think I'm involved in this routine, and they're going to follow up with me. DCF lady leaves. I'm pretending like I don't want anything to do with this situation, but honestly, my life's boring. This is the most excitement I've had in months. Next day, four police cars, canine squads, five to six uniform cops, two plain clothes show up at my neighbour's house. Me being nosy, I go outside. Psycho woman's door is wide open, and the fuzz is walking in and out, and the canine unit is bringing in the dogs. The cop tells me the following story. I swear on all that is sacred, I'm not making this up. 
It seems that upon entering the house, they found an absolute mess. Just dirty, dingy, and all around health hazard. The basement was waterable mattresses. The bathroom attached to the basement room was absolutely rank. Cop's exact words. It was a two bedroom condo with the non-master bedroom waterable mattresses. However, the master bedroom looked like a king's room. Again, the words a cop used. That's pretty much all I got out of the cops. I hung around and watched them drag the mattresses out. It was pretty gross. Dirty mattresses with stains all over them. They took out about three dresses, cheap Walmart types, miscellaneous and other stuff. Turns out, this house is a Romanian immigrant trafficking operation. The owner of the house is bringing these Romanian girls over, providing housing, if you can call it that, and selling them for themselves, if you know what I mean. The psycho woman did have a kid, and it was taken away by DCF about six months prior. The psycho woman herself, as far as I could tell, on a job using what they think was crack and meth. She freaked out and was running home when she must have fell several times and got really messed up. She, again, what they think, hit the height of her paranoia upon reaching my door, and, well, the rest is history. The moral of the story is, if you don't let crazy, bloodied, half-naked woman into your house at 3.30am, you'll never find out that your neighbours are running a Romanian trafficking operation. My name's Brandon and I'm 19 years old. I recently got my first car about two months ago. I wanted to visit a couple of cool places in my area that I never really had a chance to visit before. There isn't really much build up to the story at all as it was one of those in the moment type of experiences. However, I'll talk a bit about how it all led up to the event to put a picture in your head. So it was mid-September 2019 and I went to go for a drive into the town. I can't remember why I wanted to go. I think it was just the excitement of having my first car and wanted to go explore the road and areas that I never really went to prior to having a car. So I called my friend, picked him up and headed into town. I remember putting up into an airsoft store and having a look at the BB guns, then going to a few more stores and we decided we were bored and wanted to go home. I merged onto a dual carriageway and started heading home. I knew it would take me about 15 to 20 minutes to arrive home, but surprisingly, it was a nice day for September, so I figured I'd take a nice slow drive. This is where it gets a bit strange. I was roughly 10 minutes into the drive, and I was in the right hand lane, when I realised a taxi from the left hand lane wanted to cross over behind me into my lane. I was driving at about 65 miles an hour, so I sped up a little bit so we could get behind me. I think the taxi was a black Skoda, definitely black. He had his indicator on to merge into my lane, however, even when I pulled forward, he was still just driving the lane alongside me. I thought maybe he just flicked on his indicator by mistake. His indicator stayed on, and he eventually decided to actually move over to the lane behind me. I kept glinting into my rearview mirror as he merged, and he moved in behind me. However, as he went from his lane into mine, he completely went out of sight. I couldn't believe it. I just waited, as maybe he was just in a blind spot and I couldn't see him, but as I pulled further forwards, he actually had disappeared, completely out of sight. It was a dual carriageway, so there were only two lanes, and it was a straight road, so there's no turn-offs for the car to go down. The traffic was still flowing as well, so I was shocked. It was like he merged from his lane to mine and just disintegrated, vanished. 
I looked at my friend in the passenger seat, and he was looking at me with the same shocked face as we both stared at each other for a second before he said, Did you see what I just saw? I replied, That card has disappeared. He then looked behind us and he couldn't believe it either. I stuttered. I thought I was just seeing things. He then turned back to me and said, I thought I was going crazy for a second. I looked over to the car in the other lane. The guy in the car probably was around 60 years old, white hair, checkered sweater, and wound down his window and was looking at me with the same confused face I had. I went my window down and then shouted over, Did you just see that? I shouted back, Did that car just completely disappear into thin air or am I crazy? No, I saw that too. Weird, he said. That's the first time I've seen anything like that in my 19 years of living. I've seen some pretty scary stuff in my life, but that was just on a whole nother level. A lot of people didn't really believe me and my friend when we told them, but even the guy in the car alongside me saw it. It made me feel on edge after what happened. I felt really spooked out and wanted to tell this story somewhere, so I'm glad I've got it off my chest and hopefully you enjoyed my story. The world can be a very strange place. My mind's completely blown at the moment. This is completely strange. Back on a random day this past February, my phone rang and it showed us a no-caller ID. I immediately made the call and this number proceeded to call and call until I answered. Finally, I answered the phone and I asked who it was after saying hello. He proceeds to say, I'll tell you when you tell me what colour your toenails are painted. I was confused. Why are you asking me that? He said he'd seen my feet before and he really liked them. I was so weirded out and I hung up. As a random side note, I post stories on Instagram almost daily. This guy calls me the next week and makes a comment about my Insta story and I immediately panic thinking who on earth is this guy that clearly follows me on Instagram and there were way too many views on my public profile for me to narrow it down. These calls proceeded to happen at least once a week and I'd answer them upon my leisure because at first I thought it was funny. For what reason I couldn't tell you. We've now reached March, and I answer his no-caller ID for now, what I know to be the last time. I ask him how he knows me, since I know no info about him. He says I'm the most beautiful girl he's ever seen and that he loves me. He says he doesn't really know me, and we don't have many mutual friends. I was so freaked out I hung up and never answered again, even though he's called me at least three times a month until this past October. For months this guy calls me, and I never answered again. I even got my friend's uncle to answer one time, saying it was my dad's, and cut it out, even though this didn't end up changing anything. One day I was home and posted an Insta story, and not even a minute later, I get a call from No Caller ID. I immediately look up my Insta views, and I knew every person except for one guy. This one person happened to be a guy that I interviewed to be hired at my current job. I was like, oh my god, are you kidding me? How did he even get my number? It makes so much sense. We interviewed him in February, and not even two days later, the call started. I went in and told work that this dude has been harassing me for months and asking about my feet and so on. We called the recruiter who we got him from and told her that this weirdo has probably done this to other girls. So, creepy interviewee, let's never meet again.